It is. How do we? How do we? How do we uh, welcome everybody back? It's a new year. Maybe we should do a new uh, a new welcome. No, that's okay. We'll just stick with the old one. This is uh, why are we like this? The only true crime show that treats Florida like the active crime scene that it actually is. And I'm David Quinones. I'm joined in the new year once again by my co-host. Starting off with uh, Tomas Kennedy. Tomas, how, how are you doing in the new year? I'm good. I just got back uh, from Argentina, and I was I was telling y'all that. I found out that the egg market has collapsed. You can't get fucking eggs in America. Everybody is yelling about this. I'm like, yeah, I'm just, I'm fucking confused. I'm not even being flippant. I I don't get the gas stove thing. I I can't (laughs) get eggs for breakfast. the gas I, stove I situation and it, it seems like they're like they're combining the gas stoves and the eggs it's like there's yeah. there's a hidden game here and i just can't quite figure out the contours yeah. of it there's, there's no fucking public transportation in the city and you're wearing that fucking miami hat to rub it in my face <laughs> <laughs> this public transportation i'm sorry t do you not see all the freeways everywhere they're public yep. you can use them i, I mean they cost money yep. but you can use them um, and of they course, my cost a lot of money actually. They cost uh, a fucking lot. The other thing, I don't want to, I don't want to like, like stretch this out. But in my mailbox was a fucking Sun Pass like mail piece of mail with like forty five dollars worth of like fees that I had to pay for the fucking toll. I'm like, I fucking hate being back here so much. <laughs> Welcome back to Magic Land. And of course, on the yeah. other the other side of my screen is our other co host Gerald Doherty. Jer. Welcome to 2023. How's it treating you so far? So far, so good. Uh, yesterday, for my post workout, I uh, I didn't realize I was owning anyone by doing so, but I was cooking a Beyond Burger on my electric stove, and I did not know that such a simple act could carry such powerful cultural reverberation. Very woke behavior on your part. Yes, yeah, I know. Yeah. This um, thing that I, ne- I that I just like ambiently never thought about is now <laughs> a focal point of the future of Western civilization. I was thinking maybe we should um, just get the new year started off right and remind people that we are on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Walt Show, Walt Show. Um, you can find us on. You gotta t- get a Walt mascot because people are gonna ask us who is Walt. Well, I like, want to have an answer. Like Walter Sobchak, maybe. Yeah, we need a Walter. Yeah, <laughs> damn it, Walter. <laughs> there's a there's a tacit connection. No, what does he say when he's like? There's a, a literal connection. I forget that line from uh, the seminal. Um, what was that from? Uh, Tears of Terms of Endearment. Terms of Endearment. All right, got it. Um, <laughs> you guys, have any uh, New Year's resolutions or no? No, I don't do that shit. You don't do that. No. How do you I get better? How do you? How are either of you gonna like sharpen your grind set if you don't do That's that? That you you're you're under the guise of our modernist age. If you were serious about making a change, you would not have waited until January first to make it. You would have made it the second you had the realization that you needed to change. And that's that's uh, that's the soy agenda. They want you to wait till January when there's nothing going on, yep. so that you forget about your dreams by February. That's so you, should all, you should always be chasing. You should always dreams. be, yeah, yeah. Time is a construct. That's some Jordan Peterson ass shit, Gerald. I know. I've been listening to a lot of their stuff because I'm trying to like 
I don't know. I'm trying to go like dig deeper and I have become more stupid, but I have become <laughs> more uh, self-aware. I don't too. know. I feel like I float above them now in a way. No, but Jer, <laughs> I'm sure that you're like, I see you as the kind of guy who like does the like December 30th um, selfie video in the gym. And it's like, uh, this place is going to be packed in two days. Uh, but yeah. look at me. I mean, I'm in here getting it done, putting in the work. What 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 are your resolutions, David? Since you're the only one. Oh, I don't have I don't have any. I should have probably. Oh wow! Prepared. Oh, Mr. Mr. Resolution over here has no resolution. No, but that's because I've come to. I've come to grips with the fact that I'm perfect. I don't need to. Good. I mean, try to dial it back maybe in the new year or something like that, and um, not piss off so many people, not get so many haters. Uh, speaking <laughs> speaking of haters holy cow did you guys see all the haters in brasilia brazil last week that descended on uh on on the capital um the uh brazilian i guess was it really a riot i don't know like it seemed very it was a sea of love David. it seemed it very sea of love it seemed loving love doing. T, how, uh, yeah i saw like how 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 i mean I thought the thing about January 6th was that that made it unique and interesting and different is that it happened in the U.S. And I kind of, as a typical ugly American, I have this feeling or this ambient vibe that Hollywood has been telling me since, I don't know, forever, that that kind of shit happens all the time in other countries. But I don't know how big of a how, how big of a. And we're going to get to to their their hero and who they were, um, who who all these protesters were protesting on behalf of in a moment because he's our new neighbor. But um, I don't know how how big of an impact did you guys make out of out of that whole, uh, you know, January six redux, January eighth, January eighth. And- well, I saw it in Argentina, which obviously is uh, Brazil's geopolitically important in in terms of its. Uh, relationship and proximity to my home country, and obviously uh, the president of Argentina is a uh, an ally of of Lula. Um, so yeah, it was like it was like you know breaking news. It, it was a really really important um, event in Argentina, and it was like all over the press. And you know, of course, like the right the Argentinian right wing was trying to uh, denounce it while also making comparisons, like idiotic comparisons to like their you know left-wing opposition uh, but everybody was i think just outraged by it um but you know i mean i guess it proves that we're not even america is not even exceptional in its you know idiotic coup attempts now i mean you know we're just we're we're exporting our our idiotic attempts at, 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 at coup d'etats to, you know, South America and the, the right just can't coup anymore. No, they, they, they failed in Venezuela. They failed in Bolivia. they they're, they're just not good at like regime change anymore. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just, they're not the baby birds, not leaving the nest anymore. Is anybody talking about, uh, about the goings on in Brasilia up in, uh, in, in the beautiful environs of um, Westchester County or whatever the hell, Jerry. Rock, Rockland. We're Rockland. In, it's yeah, we're in the um, the Lord of the Rings area of, uh, <laughs> of downstate New York. Um, no, um, I when I saw it happen, I so my confusion was for January sixth. Everyone knew why they picked that day because that was the day the election was going to get certified. From my understanding, January eighth was. It was after Lula had already been sworn in, and a day when no one was actually at the Brazilian Congress. Right? Yeah, because he so was no he was in was Sao Paulo there. that day, right? Like, 
It was even stupider than January. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like at least that day, if it's like, all right, this is do or die, unless it's a false flag. I will get into that later. But uh, this is do or die. There were no stakes to this at all. It's not like if the ninth came to pass that something would have a page would have turned. It would just been the next day of the year. And look, I don't want to give Trump any credit, but like the man was there. He gave a speech. He said, we're going to walk to the fucking Capitol. We're going to stop this shit from happening. Apparently, it was never confirmed. But you remember the, the fucking January 6th like, com- commission hearings? Oh, yeah. that they said that he tried to like take the steering wheel from the Secret from Service the- agents because <laughs> he wanted to go to the fucking Capitol party and they his, wouldn't his let him. Fir- his first <laughs> act of manual labor since 1969. Yeah, his first time exerting himself in yeah. decades. He, yeah. so that he threw his like, burger at the wall or something back at the White House. <laughs> what I'm saying is like, the man was there. He tried to go to the Capitol, to, yeah. you know, like he was there. Right. I, it was all stupid, shouldn't have happened, but like he had honor in that sense that he was ready to meet his. What was Bolsonaro doing? He was like 4,000 miles away, abandoned in a, his wife, in some gated community, abandoned his wife, uh, eating KFC, getting hospitalized. Well, these fucking losers are like storming an empty building. Like, and, and when he gets released from the hospital, he's going to sleep in a median bed. It's so dumb. Thing like back in the day, like you know, you'd have like like coordination with the military and like the local municipal police, and they would go and take like the radio station and the TV station and all the important federal buildings and round up all the fucking important like you know, ministers and government officials. And now it's just like, let's just like storm the empty building while our fucking like ideological and political leader is like shitting his brains out in some Orlando hospital for meeting too much KFC. Like what we are like in major moral and political decline in all ways. Like we can't even get eggs anymore, which we're going to get into. I'm not like cheering for this something better, but like Jesus fucking Christ. I was like watching it and I was like, what the hell is happening to the world? Everything is so dumb. Tomas having his um, banker guy being approached by the Joker saying uh, criminals around here used to have respect. They used to have honor. What do you believe in? What do you believe in? <laughs> <laughs> And it's just like, just picturing like one guy named like Claudio Silverio or some shit like that with like a painted white face. And it's like, but you invade one Brazilian flag. Green, (laughs) green and blue and yellow. And it's like, but you invade one empty Capitol building and the whole world. Everyone loses their Um, So you alluded to it. Tomas, we, um, we've been playing host. People are probably wondering, like, this is a f- podcast about true crime in Florida. Why the fuck are you guys talking about Brazil? Because the guy that was, um, I guess, the object of the affection of that uh, particular group of of, uh, of wayward protesters was nowhere near. He was even further away than Sao Paulo. He was in Orlando, Florida, as Tomas uh, alluded to. Fucking getting lost at Publix. <laughs> From Royal. From Reuters, um, a January 10th report, Brazil's former president, Jair Bolsonaro, on Tuesday was released from a hospital near Orlando, Florida, where he had been admitted on Monday 
a source close to the Bolsonaro family said. Earlier, O Globo col- columnist uh, Laura Hardim said, uh, had reported on the news. Bolsonaro. Wait, can, I, can I press pause for a second? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. See in the upper right, it says producer mode. Producers are not recorded. Am I being recorded? How the fuck are you guys not being recorded? Why are you guys not being recorded? That is very weird. Sorry, I just caught it. This now. is something new that they changed. It's okay. I've got us recording on backup, so don't. Okay, don't worry. all right. Just wanted. I just wanted to play it. But that's no. Thank you for letting me know because it doesn't show up like that on my side. Oh, and it, yeah, but it's but it's not. It doesn't have your little red, your right, little, your little red balls. It doesn't have your little red balls. I just wanted to flag it. All right. Great. Something else. Some more tech bullshit for me to try to figure out this year. Yeah. Would you like me to say nothing? No, no, no. You notice a problem and ignore it? You know what, I have a tendency to lash out at the wrong people when I'm angry. I'm sorry. (laughs) No no edits. We're keeping this on all. There we go. So, Bolsonaro. Yeah, we had talked about like doing a promo. And it's like, what else could be better than um, just like a 30 second spot of us having tech problems? Yeah, IT troubleshooting. IT troubleshooting. (laughs) Bolsonaro, who flew to Florida uh, 48 hours before his term ended. That's, by the way, I don't think enough people talked about how suspicious that is. That, like, two days before his term was over, he left the country? Yeah. That's that's pretty weird. He's afraid that they're going to cancel his fucking passport. Because today they found out that he was, like, spending, like, he spent, like, $10,000 from, like, a government credit card on, like, fast food. Yeah. And like, I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, if, like, dude, like, it's just dumb. But yeah, so he's gonna get like criminally indicted. He, he was gonna get criminally indicted before. Now with this like bootleg ass January six, it's gonna be even worse. Where did so, where did Lula peace out to when they were going after him for? You know what? Can can either of you can either they of you like they they threw? I know they threw him in jail, and they threw um um Dilma in jail too, right? She had to go to jail at one point but like can either of you as a casual observer of south american politics what was the fucking railroad that they put him on like what was the supposed supposed charges that that initially removed i guess it wasn't lula like what the fuck was that whole situation i mean i I don't want to like derail us but yeah like like back in 2015 or whatever I mean, I forget, but it was like something called Operation Car Wash, where they basically tried to like link a bunch of like workers party, like politicians and other like government ministers with like different corruption schemes uh, tied to uh, different companies, but especially one called Oberdecht, which is like a giant developer. They're here in the US too. Yeah, I know Oberdecht now. Yeah, but they're very like prominent in Latin America and Argentina as well. And like with the Lula, I, I forget, it was like that he got like an apartment or something like that. And, you know, yeah. again, it was like very tenuous. It was very like small potatoes, you know, compared to every single piece of corruption yeah. scandals yeah. that has like plagued every single Brazilian politician, especially on the right. And that's why, you know, that ultimately he's free and president now because over time, over, you know, through the appeal process, it was just everything was completely politically motivated. There was coordination between the judicial system and the right wing opposition. And it was it was it was what's called lawfare. It was a, it was a judicial witch hunt 
to stop a, 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 a political opponent from being able to wield power and to run in the democratic process. And ironically, the person, correct me if I'm wrong, in the U.S. Uh, who did the most to document that the judge who found Lula guilty was being worked was one Glenn yeah. Greenwald. Yeah, Greenwald. I, I have not seen him on Fox since uh, Lula took power and certainly not since January 8th uh, to discuss his findings. It's yeah. very curious. Yeah, but he did he did do good work in all this stuff. I it's was. the only thing he's done since the Edward Snowden. Well, but wait, but he, and, and that and <laughs> my my definitely he's a big poster. My my again my admittedly like not deep understanding of this is further complicated by that too, Jared. Because like, if I'm not mistaken, this and you guys keep me honest if I'm wrong. I'm sure it's a Google search away, but Glenn's husband was very very close friends with I think it was like either a councilwoman or a, a state uh, a state representative or something who was murdered in the streets at Bolsonaro's command by by police. Um, I can't remember her name. I, and I know there was a really good documentary about this recently. So it's it's crazy to me that like he he's like the de he being Greenwald is the definition of like strange bedfellows, right? Like where he finds himself now, if he's in a position where he has to tacitly run cover or just maybe absent himself from national or international discourse about this issue where this close family friend was who was you know a very political actor in her own right was killed assassinated i mean am i, am I getting this shit wrong or do you guys remember this or what am i talking about right now i don't remember so the only thing i remember was the innuendo um because he's married to a Brazilian politician. And like David Miranda. Yeah, and was being targeted by the Bolsonaro government, mm -hmm. um, which made it very strange when he would imply that Bolsonaro, whatever you think of him, is standing up to big tech in some way um, or some kind of, at, at some cultural vanguard. Um, I don't know how you go home to your husband <laughs> yeah. after conducting such, a, such an interview knowing what the stakes for your family are. Um, yeah. And again, you know, he did, did good work uh, rooting out real judicial corruption in this case. Suddenly that, that uh, the stuff that makes him such a, you know, uh, renegade journalist, quote unquote, suddenly they're not so interested in it, uh, in his, the social circles that he's cultivated. Yeah. For himself. You need to cancel. There needs to be a cancel culture, um, uh, uh, you know, news hook for him to weigh in on it otherwise, or liberal media, liberal media has to be to blame. Um, yeah. Otherwise it's really tough to, you know, kind of pry him off of that beat, that newfound yeah. beat of anti-political correctness bullshit. It was Mariel Franco, by the way, the name was on the tip of my tongue and she was oh. a, um, a councilwoman, uh, yes. Rio de Janeiro. And um, this was in March 14th, 2018. She was uh, gunned down um, near, I guess the neighborhood where she lives and, uh, or lived and, uh, it was later found out that it was most likely done at the um, at the uh, behest of very close advisors of of uh, Bolsonaro, of whom she was a very strong uh, 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 opponent. She's she Franco being um, on the left. So, yeah, that's <clears throat> that's how we kind of off ramped into Brazil. But I, I don't know, man, like I was just thinking about that and like. It, it feels like that's the kind of stuff that I have a friend who said that like when 9-11 happened, he was stupid. He was like 16 years old and he says that he was like, oh, I thought that was the kind of shit that happened all the time. But that was just Hollywood that had kind of rotted my brain. 
And I guess maybe January 6th has rotted our brains to where I, I, I see something like what happened in Brasilia. And I'm just like, I feel I'm, like that I'm happens a lot. So I come from a family that's it's, it has like a strong MAGA caucus within it. Um, and given the timeline of events, I'm going to guess the Brazilian protesters will be sympathetic, uh, concerned citizens uh, for now. And then once Lula starts pressing charges, it will become a false flag. And they were framed by some intelligence agency into looking like goofuses, as though they need the help of an intelligence agency to look stupid. I mean, they already do. All they all they fucking do is look stupid. I mean, that was our, that was the that was the path that the January Sixers took, right? Like, or right. everybody observing January Six. Right. Like, it's, we're we're side, right to yeah. do. We were right to do this. Also, we didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good that they did it. Also, Antifa did it, and yeah. Antifa's bad. <laughs> Imagine looking at like January 6th, what, like two years ago was it? And being like, that was cool. Let's yeah, let's, let's fucking make that happen. That, but dumber. When there's nobody in the building. Well, you got and you guys know that like that's so funny that you that you that you put it that way. Like on the topic of doing things that seem dumb, but like doing them dumber and like let's do them dumber. I, I didn't put it in our notes, but like you just kind of triggered my mind right now, T. I was thinking about all of the ridicule and mockery that the that the conserv that the um, the Republican uh, House has been getting for their painful eventual election of a, of a speaker in uh, Kevin McCarthy. After I think how many did it take? Eleven rounds of voting? Or yeah, I feel like wasn't that a huge argument that we were having on the left like two years ago that we should do that exact same thing. And I just like, again, another issue where I don't want to claim to know everything about it. Maybe there's some sort of strategy that I wasn't aware of, but it sure seemed like like they they only had a, a margin of five. The Democrats at that time, I think, had a margin of like 30 that they would have had to whip or that they would have had to anti-whip or whatever. They would have had to whip in the other direction. Like, I, I, I do not understand this forcing the vote strategy, this like, um, I, I think it's funny. I think it, it's it would it would have been really funny to see Nancy Pelosi like lose fifteen um, rounds of, of voting. I would have enjoyed it. I don't know if it would have gotten us any closer to Medicare for all or universal health care or any kind of um, definitely no, yeah. Yeah. definitely no. Not. I mean, the instinct to agitate against a leadership you don't trust. I think it's the correct one. That's good. Their reason, their I'm all reason, on board with that. Yeah, their reasons for not trusting him is because they don't want their base calling them sellouts. Or calling them soy or yeah, whatever. Get primary. They don't have. There are no political stakes to this. This is just. I don't want to be called swampy or whatever. And Kevin McCarthy is a politician's politician through and through, like Paul Ryan before him. Um, the problem becomes when you're in the MAGA camp, when you're in the Trump camp opposing Kevin McCarthy, and Kevin McCarthy is there because Donald Trump has picked him to be there. <laughs> <laughs> you end up having to explain <laughs> you know, I, what it is you're actually doing. I honestly think that the best thing that could have happened was for just like that, just to be the status quo, like for them to just for two years, just continuously just have to vote on right. it. Over <laughs> That's the only business before Congress. Over right. and, there's just no Congress for two years. Right. Honestly. Yeah. And I then mean, we just have another midterm election and let's see how that ends up. But for, right. for now, like the best possible scenario, I'm not kidding, would have been, I know it's like very. No, impossible. I mean, I've heard, I've heard people lay out, I've, I've heard people on the left and, um, and just people who are like nonpartisan. I've heard um, 
political scientists lay out a case that 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 if you are very far to the left or if you are you know uh, if if you're just like anti-trump or anti-maga um or anti the american experiment like of what we've been doing that has been so like kind of toxic to the planet for the last 150 years or so um like the best thing you could hope for is a donald trump who's too incompetent to actually work the levers this, this was always the um, the uh, far left case for Mike Lindell, which is if you want to guarantee uh, China overtaking the U.S. for global hegemony, putting the <laughs> pillow guy in charge of, you know, the U.S. empire would probably be like, that's the thing, like for all their accusations that like they want to destroy America. It's like if I wanted to destroy America, I would just vote for you. Right. Like you're so bad at this. <laughs> but to their credit. You know, whatever committee assignments they get, whatever. Um, I mean, the big thing to circle in your calendar is October, because if they're trying to tie raising the debt ceiling to cuts to Social Security and Medicare. And I think when I look into these people's eyes, like it does give me the fear that these aren't the Ted Cruz style grandstanders like these are a a different breed. No, these are zealots. Um, these are, yeah, these are like not these are people who might yeah. actually push the button. Um it's going to require like a lot of fortitude, I think. Hopefully, just learn your lesson from the Obama, which is the lesson that they learned, which is you can just say no. Like if yeah. it comes to if it comes down to like minting the trillion dollar coin, mint the coin, because then they're owned. That's the thing they think they're going to own you by putting you in this bind. Mint the coin, and then they're owned. Sell T-shirts with just the coin on it to your supporters for twenty-seven dollars a pop or whatever it is, and they can wear their coin T-shirts and own you in public. That's a great idea. So, yeah, so commemorative like, like fake one trillion dollar coin. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it's like Biden eating some ice cream or some dumb shit like that. Yeah. Somewhere like three months into the Let's Go Brandon shit, somebody figured something clicked in the establishment Democrat like brain hive mind where they were like, they 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 understood for the first time ever that all politics in this country probably for the rest of our lives is only going to be like based on like ownage economy economy right like exactly. that's all it is and it's just right. like we how bad can i make it look we can't materially redistribute anything because we're owned lock stock and barrel by the ruling class of this country but we can redistribute emotional goods we can redistribute the owns and yeah. feels so we can give you good is, feels is brandon coin any less fictitious than bitcoin no, so mint it. <laughs> Just do it. Put it on a T-shirt and say, yeah. "I'm I'm with I'm I'm with Brandon Coin, and now your own." So there are two. Four also, by the way, it would be awesome. Honestly. Also, creating a situation where Trump and or Ron DeSantis are going to have to take a public position on whether they should be cutting Social Security and Medicare during a presidential primary, October twenty twenty three. What the Iowa caucuses or whatever will be just months away. Like months away You're yeah. going to put them in a position where, how do you feel about cutting Medicare and Social Security in this presidential year? Yeah, that's going to be quite interesting. <laughs> Let's transition. Let's transition over to, to DeSantis because we have Bolsonaro. My little clever segue was going to be that we have two former heads of state right now living in um, oh, yeah. in Florida. Actually, three if you count Mel, uh, Manuel Noriega, who's right down the street. They're I think. putting a team together. I think didn't didn't Noriega die? Oh, did he die already? Oh man, R.I.P. Yeah, to a real R. one. 
He died in 2017, bro. You're fucking late. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna feel so awkward when I see his family at the next time that we're at a party together. <laughs> Dude, they're gonna listen to this. <laughs> you're gonna be like, "God damn you! <laughs> Who did you get to send the flowers?" Um, so I want to focus on the actual most, po- even though we are in a state, like I say, filled with uh, former heads of state and very powerful and influential global figures. Neither of those two are the most powerful politician in the state of Florida right now. That is, of course, Ron DeSantis. And uh, I direct direct you to this um, uh, January 12th article from The Guardian, which we've already seen this shit happen once before, and here it is happening again in Florida. Man arrested at gunpoint in DeSantis voter fraud crackdown video shows. In August, armed officers descended on homes of two men accused of illegally voting. So now I think what's happened is that, like, video and body cam stuff is coming out, and we're seeing that... Heavily armed, and this is taking straight from the uh, from the article, heavily armed Florida police officers descended on the homes of two men accused of illegally voting and arrested one of them at gunpoint as part of Ron DeSantis's uh, crackdown on voter fraud. New body, cam- body camera footage obtained by The Guardian can reveal. Both men uh, were in their underwear, unarmed, and placed in handcuffs as police arrested them in front of their Miami-Dade County homes on, eight- on the 18th of August. Um, I- and I don't think that this is the same... Um, or these are the same arrests that had come out earlier because I think if you guys remember, there was this set of arrests where the one had the sheriff's deputy very famously kind of saying like, yeah, I don't know why they're doing this to you, man. This, this seems kind of fucked up. I, I don't know. Like even the, even the cops were ambivalent about it, but yeah. um, you know, I I, 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 I will say that like the timing of this shit feels really suspicious. It feels very like, if the project, which I think we had alluded to in a previous episode, if the project was like not necessarily cracking down on voter fraud, but just making people who aren't certain 100% if they're allowed to vote, making them just not vote, then that's what, you know, this is going to have to be like a new content vertical for the DeSantis um, administration. Every three or four months, hey, let's rehash that beat. Let's let, make sure people know that we're on the guard for this. And if, you know, they're from one of these heavily... Uh, Democrat leaning, you know, Miami Gardens, um, you know, uh, uh, what is it like downtown Orlando, all these players of Seminole, uh, Seminole, Florida, all these places where there are like heavy, like, let's be honest, heavy, heavy black populations. Then like, let's make sure that these black municipalities or these black uh, areas of concentration that the voters there are aware that they might get in trouble. There's a small chance they might get arrested. That's what it was always about. It was always about intimidation and and creating fear in those communities from casting a ballot in the first place. And like most things that DeSantis does, it's all about showmanship, you know, and the headline. I mean, you know, I was talking about this yesterday now in a work meeting. So many of his bills are sloppily written and unconstitutional and later get struck down in court, you know, because it's all about that like short term. The new cycle again. Like news cycle and keeping him in the in the in the headlines in the conversation as opposed to any actual like implementation. Although you know he's also very effective on a lot of things he does, like going after the schools and universities. I'm not, I'm not saying that there's no bite to the bark, yeah. but you know I'm saying a lot of it is just about just you know creating a narrative in the in the, in the zeitgeist. I, this this is something that just like kind of skip skip past me while I was like blissfully enjoying trying to enjoy the holiday uh in 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 puerto rico um but like my understanding is that uh the 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 new state-run college is being 
completely ideologically turned around and i don't even remember the name of the oh, college yeah. i don't even this isn't something another thing that i didn't put on our notes to to, to go over but uh th- th- did either of you follow did either of you follow up on that or yeah of course i mean i i know i know new college very well uh from uh my i used to i used to go play there a lot when i was a musician and i know a lot of people that have gone there as students uh it's like a very lefty like liberal arts college um basically everything that DeSantis you know, wants to undo, uh, yeah. undo, you know, and change in Florida. So, and it's a very small school. I think it has 800 to a thousand students. So it was kind of like the perfect target. I, I wouldn't call it even a trial balloon, just like, you know, the, 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 the perfect place to start, right. These, these sort of like hostile takeovers of institutions. Um, and yeah, I mean, he installed a bunch of like hardcore right wing, you know, ideologues, including uh, Chris, Chris Rufo, Rufo. who's, yeah. you know, like the Stephen Miller of, you know, uh, anti-gender ideology, anti-trans, you know, as you know, he was really the CRT man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Also, and, you know, the plan is to completely change the curriculum, get, uh, probably get rid of every single professor that's non-tenured and yeah, just change the school completely into a conservative uh, Christian school. There's always, I mean, as we've touched on several times, yes, there's always a cultural animus, but there's always a financial grift behind this. And like, I know it's going to sound like a joke, but I unironically do wonder, is part of the goal just to replace all the Starbucks cafes with Black Rifle coffee stands? Because there's always money to be made in a takeover like this. I wonder if it's just trying to put money in the right people's pockets rather than the wrong people's pockets. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And you know, I, I wrote I wrote about this um, back uh, a couple of months ago, back when uh, uh, you know Glenn Youngkin was pushing a, another anti CRT uh, legislation in his state. But like, um, you know, te- the te- the textbook industry has always notoriously been incredibly corrupt. Yeah. In in terms of like academic you know settings and schools where you know they've pushed different companies that have that. People, you know, in the schools and people on the board of trustees have, you know, uh, uh, economic interest in. But Glenn Youngkin, as he was pushing uh, these anti-CRT bills in the legislature and, you know, basically determining which textbooks would be able to be used in those schools, it came out that he was the previous owner of, or, or sorry, he, he was previously in, uh, a stakeholder in in uh one of these uh publishers that uh was you know putting out uh, some of the math textbooks that would be newly approved in schools in that state right so there's so much corruption and like self-dealing when it comes to you know these bills that again they're they're part of enacting a and a, a right-wing you know ideological ecosystem that's right. again everything you know us three stand for but also it's all about the dollars, right? Yeah. Casino quote. We were talking about casino. It's all about the fucking Benjamin. <laughs> Fuck you, pay me. Wait, no, that's a uh, good fellas. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. No special. Um. So from from these sort of big issues, let's let's winnow down to what they call the old uh, kitchen table issues, right? Literally, in this case, two kitchen issues, issues of literally found in the kitchen. Uh, number one, oh, fucking egg prices, guys. Egg prices. I was just telling you guys, I come back from Argentina. It was great. I loved it. Come back here. 
I'm talking to my friend today and she's telling me, yeah, like she, she, she was telling me about these like egg prices and how you can't afford eggs anymore. And it's true. I went to the supermarket yesterday and I, I was like, why are there such little selection of eggs? Yeah. And I looked at one of the egg cartons and I was like, $8? $8. What the fuck? And I didn't. <laughs> I was like, maybe this supermarket is like just not stocked right now. You know, I was like, maybe, I don't know. I'll, I'll buy them later. But then my friend today is telling me that the egg market has completely collapsed. collapsed. There's some fucking avian flu that decimated like 50 million chickens. From from ABC from ABC News, egg prices reach historic highs amid avian flu outbreak, uh, comma inflation woes. Uh, an outbreak of avian flu and high demand led to prices to peak in late December, and they continue to peak today. Fans, what else are they going to take away from us? <laughs> like, if you're poor, at least in Latin America, I don't know here. What do you eat? Rice and fried egg. Fried eggs. Yeah. You fucking boil some rice and you throw a couple of fried eggs on it and you mix them. You can't even do that if you're poor anymore because of a freaking a dozen eggs. It's like eight dollars. It's cr- what the fuck? I would love to see like a. I would love to do like a TikTok video driving like driving through um you know uh Western Little Havana where the people are just kind of like. And now y'all come to us because there's so many wild chickens everywhere. Oh, yeah. And it's like, ah, oh, now who rules? Now who runs shit? You called us crazy for letting our chickens take over this entire part of Miami-Dade County. Yeah. But uh, it's like it's, it's like that, that line in Watchmen, the comic book, where like Rorschach is like, and the politicians, yeah. and the bureaucrats looked up to us and whispered. <laughs> you say and this, and I'll look down and say no. <laughs> and I'll look say. down. It's true that we are uniquely positioned in I am in Little Havana in this neighborhood to like survive the the egg drought. T if I told you if I called you if 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 I called you like die hard die hard two style or no die hard three style and I was like you have to go outside of your house right now and bring back two chickens, how long would it really take you? Maybe like twenty minutes. Simon says. Simon says, get two chick oh oh you've got them already. Okay. Well let's move on to the racial slurs then. Um <laughs> uh Jer obviously never saw Die Hard Three, clearly. No, I never seen a Die Hard movie except for the one with Justin Long. Are you serious? You, you saw the really Justin watch. you've only seen one Die Hard movie and you saw the Justin Long one. I used to date someone where we would go see a bad movie on purpose so we could make out in the theater without nice. our parents knowing that that's what we were doing. Nice. Um, nice. And uh, that was a good Classic. strategy up until uh, Taken uh, with Liam Neeson. I did not know what Lee, that movie was going to be. I heard Liam Neeson's voice and like it was like my, my heritage calling me home. I opened one eye. I was like, that's Liam Neeson. <laughs> so I, we can, I cut this or use it. I don't care. Which Hard is I haven't seen Die Hard four or five. There Which was one's one? The, it came the, out in two thousand seven. I want to say the Justin Long yeah, one. Yeah, that was the uh, one. That was like the first. That was the one that I think is not part of the Die Hard canon. That's the one where yeah. they were like, no, 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 that doesn't count. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, you should really watch Die Hard. It it, it rocks. It's really like, good. One, two, three. Yeah, we're a little no. late in the in the calendar for the whole like is Die Hard a Christmas movie uh, conversation, but like I will just it say, is, it is absolutely a Christmas movie. It's like a movie about family, about coming together. It's in a Christmas settings. It's Christmas music. So look, guys, if you are able to get your hands on some eggs, what the fuck are you going to cook them on, by the way? Because oh, I know the libs are coming. Right. The libs are coming. 
for your fucking stoves. They don't want you to be able to cook. Oh, out of, oh, look at that. T's angling his camera so that we can see his range, his gas range out of his cold, dead hands. Yeah. Will you take it? Hunter Biden can huff crack, but we can't huff gas. That's the, that's what they want. And that's what they want. That's their agenda. (laughs) So yeah. They want to keep all the huffing for themselves. I actually, so I am, treat me as a listener right now. Although the listeners probably more well-versed in this. I just got back into the country. What, what, what is this gas stove shit about? Uh, Gee, Gerald, you should do this because it originated from your neck of the woods before it got down yeah. here, before the, the woke mind virus of, of electric stoves got down here to Florida and uh, infected our, our own governor. We'll get to that in a second. But I think all this came from New York, right? I only understand this um, secondhand. I only heard about this from the whining. So I'm getting this downstream from the people who are whining about it. Um, There was a Bloomberg article um, that was taught. It was very routine talking about, you know, plans to, you know, um, eventually like phase out um, gas stoves because of health problems and and that, you know, future units would be installed with electrical stoves. That was my understanding. And I could be completely wrong, but this is my understanding from downstream of the whining. Mm-hmm. This got metabolized into Joe Biden is going to send a. Fe- I don't know if they're going to take your gun too. I don't know what their orders are, but come into your house and take away your gun and your stove. I don't know. They got a list of stuff to come get. You better pick now one motherfucker stove. because I'm going to use the other one to kill you if you try to. Yeah, do that's that. the thing. Is like also a lot of people in New York uh, use their use their ovens and stoves for their shoes because they have no space to put them anywhere else. That's not yeah. true, but that's a stereotype. <laughs> um, <laughs> I lived in New York for two years. What? Yeah, no one actually. People joke about it, but no one actually does it. Okay. Uh, where if like you don't have room for something, you say, "I'll just put it in your oven." And then you okay. Use it. Um, so this got metabolized into uh, like another on the laundry list of they're coming to take our fill in the blank. Yeah. Now they're coming to take our gas stoves, and so that's why you've seen uh, a lot of the uh, people posting about. Uh, Gas stoves are part of our heritage. Um, we love them. I've, I haven't thought twice about like how to say I, I, you know, when I go up to Warren County, um, I have a place that has a gas stove here at home. I have an electrical stove. I can't say that I prefer one or the other as long as it works. I haven't thought about it twice. And yet, like so much of our current political discourse, my choice of consumer products are going to decide the fate of Western civilization. <laughs> So wait, let me figure this out. We can't like electric stoves. It's Starbucks. It's Nike. It's that. What was the coffee machine that we're not supposed to have? Um, Keurig. 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 The Sean Hannon show. I can't like the 49ers. Or no, I do like the 49ers because they cut Kaepernick. So it's so complicated. How much am I supposed to? Oh, Emin. Yeah. This is is my other question. Because they're beta now? Yeah. Well, they're. They're grooming the kids, but they're making the candy unfuckable. And I don't understand how Bullshit. you balance those two out. Let me tell you something. I would think that sexy As somebody who's been eating candy yeah. my whole life and been fucking for most of my life, you can sure. fuck any candy if you try hard enough. All you have to if be is try, dedicated. But I'm, but, I'm say, but I'm saying it never squared with me. You have sex candy. They're saying they're trying to sexualize our children. Also, they're taking our sexy candy and making it not sexy anymore. Yeah. I don't know how you was the commercial that like the green M&M like pulled off like like you walked into the you walked into a um a, a women's bathroom and the green M&M is in there. But like 
she pulls out, whips out a fat dong, and you're like, oh my god, no, oh, this is <laughs> no. But in, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, like I don't know, like after the mid, like I would love to be able to sit down with like a a top Republican strategist, like earnestly, and like private conversation, right? Like this stays between us, and just ask them. You guys got your fucking asses kicked yeah. in this midterm election that by all means should have been a layup for you guys, yeah. except in Florida, of course, but yeah. everywhere else. The 49 other states. <laughs> you really think that this gas stove shit is like what's going to mobilize the American masses against the Democratic? Like, why are they so dumb? They, I think they are. Like, like in months you're gonna have the bolsonaristas in fucking brazil like tweeting about gas stoves like this stupidity is gonna again be culturally exported into other parts of the world so we we export our idiocy the thing is because i think it i think a lot of it is part of our like bifurcated media like ecosystems like everything is now very where it once was very homogenous now it's very split up um you can't animate people uh to care about something that they didn't see on tv first um i think there's also uh, the gop like is an upper middle class party like primarily like people talk about like yeah hundred thousand dollars there's a working class yeah there's some working class revolution because of trump the highest uh by income highest in the 2016 field uh voters by income was john Kasich. donald trump was second only behind John Kasich like it was all like the people on the January 6th some of them took private planes just to be there yeah. like this was never this is never like a hard scrabble movement nope. among the diehards do you guys um, think you, would you bring that up Jared like do you guys you can't have upper middle class concerns and try to appeal to ordinary folks no. you can't say oh I'm trying to rezone my yard and the EPA is telling me I can't have uh you know a, 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 an archery section of my back porch or whatever i can't shoot bows and arrows at like wildlife that come through my yard whatever it is those are weird concerns so you have to have something that doesn't have to do with what actually your concerns are which is your property and your money okay well what's something we could all rally behind and i think they're trying to do their best bet on what normal people care about right. oh they're making they're making uh mr potato head non-binary um dr seuss is racist now uh let's go from, from village to dell and light ourselves on fire about Ellie, elliot page's bottom surgery and then Jesus lo and Christ. behold it turns out oh we've actually made ourselves the freaks and i always thought the sign that they might pivot would be if they announce an investigation into uh, Afghanistan, the timeline for withdrawal. Because that was always where you saw Biden had a plus 10 approval rating before Afghanistan and then went to minus 10, a 20-point shift in about three weeks, which is massive. And what are they going to do instead? Gas stoves yeah. and Hunter Biden Hunter, and more Hunter. Ukraine and all that. They cannot help themselves. They cannot help themselves. Because that's what the people who are watching on TV care about. That's what the politicians have to care about. They can't try to appeal to the general public. Because I don't think they have a sense of that there is one anymore. I don't think they, they think there's anything outside their own ecosystem. Yeah, this this reminds me a lot of like Marvel Studios where they are trying to like appeal widely to a bunch of moviegoers. But at the same time, there's this small group of 
freaks of comic book fans who are like, oh yeah, we got to make sure that 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 uh, you know the the eye of the watcher is featured in like a little Easter egg and um, you know the second act of the next eternal movie or some shit so that those freaks are happy with like you know the continuity of of their universe but nobody else is going to give a shit about that i I don't watch marvel i i I oh you're so cultured yeah (laughs) i also don't but i get the like it is like the people who argue about whether han solo or who the stormtrooper whatever who who shot first it's like letting them direct it's like star wars movie exactly yeah i i used to enjoy them but like legit like the last good marvel movie was spider-man no way home and like there's just so much content it's like the star wars there's so much fucking content it does feel like being on a hamster wheel yeah oh that's a perfect analogy t T, you 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 brought (laughs) up the you brought up the idea of like getting one of these strategists alone and or like you know in a in a, a moment of like truth or honesty or whatever i don't know if you guys saw this story where uh about uh robert spendell who's uh one of three gop appointees on the wisconsin election commission who i guess he had an email that leaked where he it was kind of like just like a generic wrap-up of like how did we do as the gop's uh you know as, as gop representatives on the wisconsin election commission in this um, most recent cycle and a pull quote from the email that leaked and got out is uh him saying quote we can be especially proud of the city of Milwaukee, um, parenthetically, 80.2% Democratic vote, casting 37,000 less votes than cast in the 2018 election, with the major reduction happening in the overwhelmingly black and Hispanic areas. So, like, I think if we got them to sit and be honest, they would just be honest and be like, well, let's just stop black. Yeah, like, let's just stop black people and Hispanics from voting because... That's probably the easiest way to do all of this. And yeah, we'll do dumb shit like stoves and CRT and gay Elmo and, and all this. But like, that's, that's like, that's the real uh, sort of path, path to success for them. I think. Can't disagree with that. I mean, and, and sometimes they do admit it. Do you, do, do you remember um, how there was this one video of, of uh, Mitch uh, McConnell where they were talking about uh, voting rights and he referred to like black Americans and Americans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sense. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And yeah, also like, those other people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he, he he didn't outright admit it, but like that's the way they think. They're like these like minorities. These others. These, these others. The black people, the Latinos, the Muslims, you know, like gay people. They're just Yeah. I mean, they're not part of their they're like the Republican Party, their coalition is white people and conservative white people and of course they're trying to chip the armor of the, the the democrats by obviously appealing to black people here and there obviously appealing to latinos more and more but you know like for all the 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 narrative around latinos leaving the democratic party like you can look at the data like latinos are still overwhelmingly voted Demo- voting democrat mm-hmm. and let, let, the democrats wouldn't have had such a good midterm if latinos voted against them right right so Again, that, that, that narrative gets like and, mutated, and, you know, it turns into, it turns into like, oh no, actually um, Latinos are changing their political preferences. And it's like, well, I think it's more accurate to say that just a bunch of them aren't showing up or fewer are showing yeah. up. Yeah, that's correct. That, that, and the, data, that the data shows that. Yeah. yeah. Which you can't I agree. To your, to your point, Tom, like it always seemed to me um, the GOP has a model of like America as like a house 
and there are some people who sleep in the guest bedroom and there are some people who deserve to sleep in the master bedroom and when you raise the question what if everyone had a master bedroom to sleep in they lose their fucking minds like no you sleep in the service room yes oh that's more woke that's more woke ideology where you can't oh, well uh, you know. i guess what i don't live in florida so it's not even you're legal. it's legal it's legal <laughs> I don't have to pretend that Martin Luther King was a lifestyle guru who loved everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, guys, we're doing like lots of uh, we're 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 doing bang bang. We're jumping around on, on, on topics because we're trying to catch up on all this stuff that happened mm-hmm. during our break. And I mean, I want to talk about everything that's happening here in Florida, with or specifically down here in Miami with the 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 Miami Democrats. And uh, I mean, I'm hoping the two of you can help me yeah. untangle some of that. But should we at least mention? Our old buddy John Ruiz, really quick, showing up in this Daily Beast article. Um, 100%. Yeah, so here's the article, which is, um, again, we're talking about another story where that plays down before, here and up there where, where Jer is. Sorry, go ahead, T. Before this, I, I want to point out that um, I get, like, notifications all the time from the Why Are We Like This Twitter uh, to my email. And we follow, like, I, I think, like, around 300, 400 people, yeah. right? So we follow a lot of people. But I don't turn them off because I get notifications when people tweet, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and and the reason why I don't turn them off is because I get so many notifications from John Ruiz that it's I hilarious. find funny. Like, this guy is a fucking loser. Yeah. Like, I will wake up and go to my spam folder to see these notifications. And he's, like, tweeting at, like, 3, 4 a.m. to, like... You know, like accounts that the handles are like just, just like yeah. multiple digits. You know, just like yeah. trolling. Kane's like, fan sixty nine sixty nine four twenty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like and like threatening, you know, to like sue like bots and shit. Like he's so <laughs> he is the babiest of baby brains. Like he is. It's 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 hilarious and his inability to navigate um uh actually billy billy our friend of the show billy corbin pointed this out on his most recent episode of his podcast that his of like of the billionaires who are unable to disambiguate between homophones like they're there and there he is maybe the most prominent where like you'll see him use all three different theirs incorrectly in the same sentence and it's impressive it almost has to be on purpose it it seems like it has to be on purpose so much it's like it like i don't know man i i post a lot but if i like i don't know i i'm like when do you work like what do you when, when do you spend time with your family like when do you just do recreational activities you're like at 4 a.m just like threatening litigation to like some bot account that's just like a bunch of fucking digits on the handle it's, it's just weird so the thing we want to talk about, and I was I was kind of considering how this is yet another story that straddles the line between Florida and New York, because this Daily Beast article um, about freshly uh, minted congressional representative George Santos from uh, from New York, uh, George Santos's massive campaign loans may not be legal. So who who could have seen that coming? That this dark money funded. Um, prolific liar, maybe the best liar, maybe the most fun liar of uh, recent memory since, uh, I don't know, I can't really think of anybody who's a better, more interesting liar than him apart from like the big man himself, Donald Trump, like this, this, like he's, he's, he's spitting at that level. I think the, 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 him, when he said that he, Santos said that he was misquoted when he said that, that um, when he told a reporter, I guess, years ago that he's Jewish. What he meant was that he's Jew-ish. Like, he's, yeah. like, a little Jew. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's incredible. That's one of the greatest lies I've ever heard. Yeah, in my he life. liked Annie Hall. Like that's what he needs. <laughs> I have a lot of Jewish friends, so I'm Jewish. Like yeah. that's great. Um, so from the article, even as Rapelec George Santos uh, embarks on his apology tour, admitting he lied to voters for years about some of the most fundamental facts of his life, there's been one mystery that Santos has been less clear about, where his purported millions came from. This is a guy that when you get to the heart of a lot of the the lies that he's been telling and you kind of like do the slightest bit of research behind them, you realize that like he doesn't really, the one thing that is accurate is he doesn't really come from money. He doesn't really have He's constantly, you know, being caught in situations where he's broke and writing bad checks and and scamming people and fucking fucking them over. So you're like, where did all this money come from to run for public office? And this article goes pretty deep into it. But the one part that I wanted to, um, for our purposes, bring up uh, is about, uh, I would say, a third of the way down. Uh, the money, it turns out, came from some wealthy sources who also had financial stakes in Santos's political bid. The Daily Beast has confirmed Ford DeVolder. By the way, that's his actual real name. His name isn't Santos. Yeah. So there was a <laughs> that's, that's video of too. him. There was a video of him um, being asked by some <laughs> Long Island GOP person, like why he changed his name. What was it? What was DeVolder? The first name? I think. I think it's a last name. I think DeVolder. Yeah, the first name is. I have no idea because his. Yeah. But well, what, the last name DeVolder, yeah, changed it to Santos. Yeah. Uh, and being asked on camera why he did that. And I, I, I also think this that... years ago. I, I, I think that another funny thing that kind of when you watch them sort of like when you arrange all of this like footage of the lies together that are that's really funny is when you see uh, there was some sort of roll call vote or something like that happening and they had to call his name like five or six times. He didn't like answer to his name, right? Which right. is like you a, have to remember that his name was. It's like, Santa. oh, that's the name I'm using right now. I forgot. This is this is like watching Catch Me If You Can and wondering why Frank William Abagnale just never ran for office as his next gig. Frank Abagnale should have. He was he was 50 years too early. Today yeah. he would have been like a a Long Island yeah. congressional congressman. Yeah. yeah. Um. So anyway, continuing on, the New York based uh the the Daily Beast has confirmed. Four DeVolder organization clients, uh, the New York-based Tantillo Auto Group, two organizations tied to the influential Ruiz family, ding, 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 in South Florida, and another firm associated with Long Island insurance magnate, James C. Metzger. Um, Santos acknowledged all of these, uh, all four of these clients on Wednesday. Members of the Tantillo and Ruiz families, along with Metzger, also all happen to be uh, Santos campaign donors. And some of them have uh, further stakes in the Long Island political scene, including major donors, blah, 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 whatever. This gets into like Lee Zeldin territory. Who gives a shit? Um, obviously you do, Chair, but like we don't. Um, three members of the Ruiz family who appear on the incorporation documents have given um, $17,300. And they go on to like detail some other sort of shady, sketchy connections, right? I don't really know what to make of this. I know that it really touched a raw nerve with the uh, with the uh, the pedophilias with John that he started going around saying not only was he going to um, sue the Daily Beast or, or I'm sorry sue occupied Democrats who basically redid this story, but he was also going to sue anybody who retweeted this, <laughs> this story, which I'm sure is something that will definitely happen. I don't know. Was this some of the, was this one of the um, email notifications that caught your attention to you while you were in Argentina? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was following all that. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I, it I, was funny. It just seems like such a random pairing. Like I, but then also it seems perfect. It seems like, yeah, these two guys, they totally should be like in league together. They make perfect sense together. 
it, they're perfect. It's like it's like inventing peanut butter and chocolate. It's like Reese's, like the they're Reese's people. Perfect. Yeah, they're they perfect. go great together. I do think Santos is here to stay, though. Um, I mean, he he comes from a purple-ish district, so it's not it's not out of the question that he could lose the next election. But in terms of like the George Santos mythos, like oh. being the thing, he's already hitting his stride. He's already realized like, oh, I'll just go on Twitter and tell like Adam Kinzinger to go cry on CNN. Yeah, I saw that. Get, like e- epic likes and retweets. Which, which, you know, I, I think he should resign and I've been dunking sure. on the media, but if like his, if you don't resign, like that is the approach you have to take. Right, like, exactly. That's yeah. You can't go middle of the road. You can't try to be respectable. Right, like no. you, you got to be. I'm untouchable, motherfucker. Yeah, you have to go full WWE. You'd be like, "Am I not? Re- I'm not real, but neither is any of this." Yeah, like do do full, like Robin Williams in Man of the Year. Yeah. Like go epic. Full heel yeah, like, turn. Go, go Super Saiyan. So I, I don't condone it, but I understand it. He does. What What makes me think that he won't do that, Jer, is that like he has this affect of like the guy who just really wants to be liked and doesn't want to be the villain guy. He He's w- Martin from The Simpsons. Like no, but he's he's, nerd, Gerald's, Gerald's not lying. He literally went and told Adam uh, Kinsinger, the, yeah. that former... Go cry about he it. Told him, go, cry. go cry about it. He's- <laughs> right, but that's the thing. He figured out only after being like seeing footage yeah. of himself being a sad sack on day one. Like, oh, I can't have this be the thing that I'm going to be. I don't... Right. I don't think he can like pull it off in real life because his demeanor is so cucked. But he can, yeah. he can post in that tone. But he just like he doesn't have. Yeah, fun. I agree. I think if he's behind his computer, he'll be okay. But IRL, I think he's fucked. Yeah. He has no swag, and I think yeah. I do think. I mean, what the fuck do I know? But I do think that he's not going to resign probably. But I think he's cooked in the next election in that district. I mean, if he's, he's smart, if he's smart, when he loses in twenty four, he'll say the election was stolen from him. If he's smart, brilliant move. That's your easy get out of get out of jail free card from now on. Yep. For yep. any any conservative, that's that's what that's what the Republican Party is going to do every single election right. from now on. Right, regardless of what their names actually yeah. are. <laughs> Gerald, even part- when they win. Like, sorry, just one thing. Even in 2016, I don't know if you guys forget about this, forgot about this, but when Trump won in 2016, he said that three million people voted illegally in California. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, he, like, even when they win, they say this shit. And he even he even um I don't even going further back in 2012 on election night when um Mitt Romney when it became obvious in the classic like election night uh you know style that we've all become accustomed to it became this like. Republicans have an early lead, Democrats slowly chip away, and then eventually, halfway through the night, it was pretty obvious that Obama was going to be reelected. And I don't know if you guys remember this, but Trump tweeted like, uh, "The election, the electoral college should be abolished. Um, uh, Senator Romney is going to uh, get millions more votes than Obama." And uh, I forget the exact verbiage. I'm paraphrasing here, but he basically insinuated the same thing that it was like funny business at play if obama won there's no way that obama could possibly win and this was four years even before that so yeah like that's going to yeah. be the, the the new thing because you can't you can't you can't uh get owned if you never technically lose if you never admit that it happened exactly exactly <sighs> although, although it's still like crybaby loser shit honestly yeah but somehow it doesn't get absorbed that way like they see it as like 
speaking truth to power does. or something. I mean, uh, in the base, I mean, and then like in there. Yeah, the, in the base. But yeah. obviously the overall electorate was like set in Florida because we're fucking nuts and unhinged here. But everywhere else in the country, we're like, you guys are losers. I'm, I'm surprised no one's brought this up just given that all journalists have to be nerds in order to get the jobs in the first place. New York's third congressional district uh, covers um, Great Neck, uh, sorry, Kings Point, Great Neck, and uh, Port Washington, which for anyone who doesn't know, that is the inspiration for East Egg and West Egg in The Great Gatsby, another yep. book all about a guy who adopts a fake identity um, in order to pursue his dreams. Uh, maybe I'll be the first one to say, I think we have a, a, a bit of a, a bit of a revival on our hands. He's <laughs> like a, very, it's like a, a Brazilian uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh. Yes. <laughs> I'm looking yeah. and I am 99%. Yep. Um, yeah, that's the, um, that's my, that's my congressional district that I was born in. <laughs> New York's New York's yeah, that includes, yeah, New York's third. That includes Bayshore, right? Yeah. 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 It got redistricted because it used to be, I think, Steve Israel. Um, oh, yeah. The number used to be something else back in like 1979. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was, yeah. I'm looking at I'm looking at the map right now, and I, yeah, it's, it includes um, Comac, it includes Smithtown, all the places that I lived, all the little not East Egg or West Egg, not at all East Egg or West Egg style. Home sweet home. All right, let's 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 transition into our final topic. Okay, I, I, I wait to talk about. <laughs> Is this okay? Here we go. Oh my God! All right, so this one, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna let Jesus take the wheel. And by Jesus, I mean mm -hmm. Tomas, because he is the one that is probably the most mm -hmm. uh, well-versed on this one. We're coming home to Miami for our final, what was supposed to be our main story of the day, but we just had so much fun catching up that, um, oh, yeah. shit, man, it's already been an hour. Uh, Miami-Dade Democrats, are they in disarray? Mm -hmm. Is this an actual case of the Dems in disarray? Uh I mean, there's a million different things that came out about this, but I, I think this Politico article was probably the closest in terms of framing the issue. Um, and I'm going to just read a little bit from it. And then Tomas, like, if you can help us, like, understand, like, the inside baseball of what the fuck is going on here. Um, Miami Democrats face internal feud after disastrous 2022 midterms. Ten of the, count, uh, ten of the county party's 257 officials are calling for statewide, the statewide party to conduct an audit. Um, the Dateline is Tallahassee. The, 22, uh, the 2022 midterms saw Republicans in, uh, win Miami-Dade County for the first time in 20 years. Now the Democratic infighting has begun. Ten party officials in Florida's most populous county, Miami-Dade, are asking the statewide Florida Democratic Party to audit the county party over alleged campaign finance, quote, improper activity. The quote, uh, the request comes from Republicans, uh, comes after Re Republicans won nearly every race in the county, which Hillary Clinton won by nearly 30 percentage points just six years ago. The county has long held, has long been held up as an overwhelmingly Democratic home turf. Um, Miami-Dade Democratic Party chair Robert Dempster has said that an audit of the county uh, party is underway, but the group of 10 say that they would like to hand off those duties to the statewide party, to the Florida Democratic Party, just so we're clear when they say the statewide party. The, the punchline of many jokes on this podcast, the Florida Democratic Party. The Miami-Dade Democratic Executive Committee has 257 total members. members. Um, I think that the, the last thing I'll read here is this, this quote from former uh, Miami-Dade County Democratic Chairman Juan Cuba, somebody who I've had on an old podcast of mine who I've spoken with before. Quote from Juan, 
Um, many signers of this letter have been raising the alarm for many months that Robert Dempster was unfit to lead our party. And even after losing every race in Miami-Dade this November, there has been zero accountability and very little self-reflection. Um, so uh, I think a day after this article came out, uh, the head of the Florida Democrats, Manny Diaz, um, not University of Miami head coach, but um, and not the Republican. That would be his son. Yeah, his <laughs> yeah, kid, and uh, also not the um, the new uh, newly minted um, head of the uh, education department. Not that many department. <laughs> um, but Manny Diaz, former mayor of uh, of Miami, who has I guess for two years been quote unquote leading the Florida Democratic Party. He he resigned, further sort of obscuring whatever the, the hell. I was the first person to call for his resignation. Yeah, and I do want to point that out. <laughs> he, I love, he, want, he wanted to wait till the holiday season to gift it to you. I love the idea of him like just getting back to work after the holidays and sitting down in what I imagine is like a big mahogany office and going through all of his professional correspondence and seeing like somebody printed up a tweet from Tomas saying resign and him being like, Okay. And just like, yeah. do it. And like, you know what? This kid's got a good head on his shoulders. I'm going to take his advice. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's how it was. <laughs> so t- tell us more, T. Like, what, what, what do people need to know about the inner workings of, of this shit? I mean, like, it's, it's hard. Let me tell I'm going to, I'm going to frame this a little bit more. I, six years ago when Trump won, I really wanted to become, and I wasn't a journalist anymore, was the other aggravating factors. I wasn't a journalist anymore. I wasn't bound by any professional code of ethics or whatever. I felt a certain way about, politics i had never engaged in um in 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 any of it and i was like you know what i can i'm I'm not a journalist anymore i can just do this nobody's gonna fire me and i tried so hard to get involved on the county state and national level with the democrat party which came the comes the closest to reflecting my ideology and what i believe and uh wow i might have been might as well have been fucking pissing into a sinkhole because i could i can get the frustration if you're a rank and file sort of just democrat at like how these state and local organizations just seem like these empty pits where people have these little spaces that they've staked out and they're not moving. And, and to me, I can understand that there's frustration, but what's really going on here? Like what, what, what do people need to understand about these, this like sort of back and forth? I mean, well, you people first, I mean, you know, I know a lot of people, not a lot, but I know some of the folks that signed this uh, letter calling for an audit. So, you know, nothing personal against them, you know, it's some of them are nice people. Juan Cuba is a friend of mine. Uh, but, you know, to, to go call for the FDP, for the Florida Democratic Party to conduct an audit, you know, just shows how unserious this effort is. I mean, really, like that is the entity, you know, that, that, that you know, that upholds, you know, ethical and financial integrity that, you know, it's going to conduct this, you know, like, as the Florida Democratic Party chair resigns, like literally the person that they were asking <laughs> to remove Robert resigned himself yeah. because he is so maligned and hated within the Florida Democrats. <laughs> so really, it's just like a silly effort, in my opinion. Uh, you can read the letter. Most of the things that are in that letter are uh, uh, bookkeeping errors. There's no smoking gun. Robert, you know, the chair is not being accused of stealing money, of uh, personal financial impropriety, of conduct of using illegal funds to you know uh, to uh, fund political activity, uh, you know funneling uh, foreign money, nothing like that. 
they're talking about minor bookkeeping errors, some that predate his tenure as chair. You know what I mean? That really have more to do with the treasurer, not trying to throw any of the treasurers involved at that time under the bus, but have to do more with the treasurer. And some of these errors have actually, it's, I think it's three or four errors. I think one or two of them have actually been amended and corrected. So it's not, it's, it's, it's things that can be fixed. And I, I personally, I think this has more to do about political agendas, yeah. personal animosity towards Robert, and the fact that a lot of these folks have lost their uh, officer elections for positions within the Miami-Dade Democrats and have, you know, as a result, are not in the steering committee and are not in leadership and are attempting, quite frankly, an administrative coup. And what's worse is that the, the, the letter threatens to go to the authorities. They threaten law enforcement, right, uh, yeah. against Robert, threatening to throw a black man in jail. You know what I mean? That has been in the position for really about a year because Robert has been in the position since, like, I think, late August of 2021. You know, he hasn't had a lot of time to, you know, enact an agenda and rebuild the, the, the Miami-Dade Democrats from the previous chair, Steve, who, by the way, I mean, Steve did some things well, did some things wrong, but they elected, you know, a Democratic county mayor under his tenure, you know, like that is quite the accomplishment. Um, so again, I, I just think it's just about, you know, personal animosity and personal agenda more than anything. And I think there's no smoking gun in the, in the letter. Uh, I think it's silly. And I also think I'll end with this. I think it's extortion because yeah. there they they have there's written proof that these individuals are asking Robert to step down, and if he doesn't do that, they will go to the authorities with this like trivial stuff. That's extortion, yeah. you know. It's it's just regrettable, and I really hope that these individuals just stop this and drop it and we can all move forward confronting the fascists in Tallahassee and the far right, you know, salads that are, you know, right uh, here at home, right, right next door yeah, to us yeah, at home and, and making our like our state a living hell for everybody. Yeah, I should probably read Dempster's response, which was, uh, we have been exceedingly transparent with our membership about our finances, reporting, and our efforts to reconcile any good faith errors and can provide uh, meeting minutes since we installed a new treasurer a few months ago as such. Um, And then, uh, yeah, to your point, like it is a very veiled threat where, where the political article goes on to mention that the group says that a Florida Democratic Party chairman, now former party chairman, Manny Diaz, does not conduct an audit. Uh, They will turn the matter over to the Miami-Dade County Inspector General's office and the Florida Elections Commission. So, yeah, I mean, that's as as plain of a... This all seems like it's about saving face. Like, these are a lot of people who have... scapegoating is what Scapegoating, yeah. It's like these are people who have their professional entities, their professional identities wrapped up in being adjacent to democratic politics and de- and the democratic party is like right now it's it's i don't know man like it, it is it is the weakest of challenger brands i can think of in this state like it is like it is like like if if you used to be the you know creative director at pepsi and now you're the creative director at tab or i don't know whatever other fucking third rate uh you know brand exists because that's what the democratic party is in, is in the state right now it's a third rate brand and it was already a second-rate brand when it was losing for 20 years. And 
I don't know, man. This shit doesn't help. I don't. I don't even see like if there was some crusading that you could do and be like, yes, that's what it is that they've been stealing money, and that's why you know. Okay, sure, like go ham, but yeah, it's shit like. I mean, people can go and read the letters. Shit like, oh, like this finance financial report was filed filed late, and it's all just like again, three or like four administrative years. stuff. Again, Robert has been a chair for about a year. You know what I mean? Every single county in Florida, with the exception of maybe Alachua, you can make an argument, did poorly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think it's just unfair to just pin everything that went wrong, again, on a person who inherited a, 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 a difficult organization that had very little money after, you know, the, the titanic effort that was electing Daniela Vincava county mayor, managed to get us out of the red. We have reserves right now of money. You know, I just think it's just very, very unfair, very, very unreasonable. And again, I'll, I'll say it again. It's just more about personal animosity more than anything. Just the, and the tenor of the letter is so bitter, you know? Yeah. The, the, so that's the thing. It's like, I understand the calls for Manny to step down from uh, one data point alone, which is his whole thing was I, I'm friends with Michael Bloomberg and I want to get us that cheddar to rebuild the party from the ground up. Yeah, and yet Charlie Crist was outraged something like 25 to one for his statewide campaign, something like that as far as cash on hand. What is it that these people are saying Robert should have, uh, let's say he filed every paper perfectly and uh, every, every T cross, every I dotted. What is it that Robert was supposed to be doing that they that they're saying he didn't do, and were they telling him to do it at the time? No, but you, you know what? I, the thing is that, like, if they, I, I don't feel this way. I don't feel like Robert should step down. Right. Are there things that he could do better? Of course. But I, I don't feel like Robert should step down. But it is totally within their rights to say that, right? Yeah. That's okay for them to say, I think Robert Dempster should step down. What I take real issue with is the fact that they are threatening him yeah. to go to the authorities over some dumb shit, honestly, if like extorting him, right? If if he doesn't step down, which he's not, you know, he's not going to, and he's not afraid of him. Right. But, you know, I was the first person, you know, I said it flippantly, but seriously, I was the first person that called on Manny Diaz to step down. There were a lot of people that wanted him to step down, but, you know, I really felt that he did a terrible job. I was in the budget and finance committee of the Florida Democratic Party. I was very involved in, in this quote-unquote leadership. You know, I just didn't see the work. Uh, he wasn't present. He didn't go to, you know, the DNC meetings. He wasn't in the on the ground. The program sucked. We got our asses kicked. Our messaging was awful. He just needed to go, right? He wasn't the leadership that we needed right now. Uh, as Florida becomes the hub for global fascism. But I never threatened Manny Diaz, right, you know, with, with, you know, going to the authorities or criminal, you know, like accusations. If right. he didn't, I didn't try to extort him. Now, if we would have found out that Manny Diaz was stealing money or using his position to extort influence, like all those things, if there was a smoking gun, sure, right, we would have done that. But we didn't do that. Because that's unhinged and insane. You know, we, we did it through just, you know, like, again, political organizing, right? But it's just insane that they are, they literally went nuclear like that. That, that is what I take issue with.
Yeah, I mean, like, what makes this stuff, this kind of, these kind of stories doubly frustrating is like, since, again, since the last time that we've recorded, um, what's his name? I have the name pulled up here. Kent Sturman, um, a politically connected, very close ally of, of, uh, of, of Ron DeSantis, somebody whose fingerprints have been all over DeSantis's political career, somebody who was, you know, like a, 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 the main money, one of the main money faucets for, um, for the Republican Party in Jacksonville, committed suicide uh, as a you know at the same time as some as a investigation into some very dirty stuff that I think is still coming out that he was involved in. Right, you've got like who was it? Um, the guy who wrote the "Don't Say Gay" bill is been indicted like for one hundred and fifty thousand dollar fraud. I, I mean, like all of these things, and, and I mean nobody ever got to the bottom of the fucking. Uh, of the little Havana um, uh, voter fraud or the voter registration fraud that was happening. Nobody ever got to the bottom of like all of these different, uh, you know, GOP involved scandals and things like that. And, and, and it's like the moment it's like a, it's like a, it's like a hair trigger. The moment that there is any opportunity for Democrats to just like eat themselves alive, it happens. And it's, and it, I, I don't think I've heard a single person come out and, denounce Joe Harding, Representative Joe Harding, who, you know, committed a hundred and fifty thousand dollar fraud. Um and no, because they're lined up behind him because he's a hero. He wrote Don't Say Gay. So like and it it's it's this thing, and I know that it's kind of the gravity of the way things work in the state and also nationally, but it's like like one side has to be perfect. Otherwise it'll literally commit Harry Carrier Seppuku and kill itself on the fucking altar of a failed election. And then like the other side has carte blanche to just fucking do anything. It's it's frustrating, man. And it's like it doesn't break through the membrane, I guess. Because yeah. nobody's talking about those stories nationally or even regionally. Those those GOP yeah. scandals. I was I do disagree with you a little bit. I do think the Republican Party is plagued with infighting. I mean, Donald Trump. You know, yeah, we did see a lot of that recently. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. yeah, even Ron DeSantis, right? I mean, he fucking took out. Um, it's for Adam Putnam, right? Who was yeah. the anointed one? And right now we're actually seeing um, a, 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 a fights within the the RNC with with people trying to dethrone Rona. Uh, uh, what's, what's, uh, what, I know you wanted McDaniel. to say Romney, but it's McDaniel, yeah, because she's yeah, a she's a Romney. RNC chair McDaniel's, uh, you know, Mike Lindell, the fucking pillow guy, wants to be RNC chair, which I. Oh my god! I hope that happens. Because <laughs> truly, I'm not even kidding. That That's would so be so fun. fucking funny. Um, and then even here in in in, um, in Florida, like Anthony Sabatini, you know, the stupid basement chud that like re- even Republicans hated so much they put him in the basement of the Capitol building in Tallahassee because he's so ancient and stupid. Um, he he's fighting to be the Florida Demo- uh, uh, Florida Republican Party chair. So they have their infighting too. Greenberg. But yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. But with Democrats, it's just um, it's just magnified in Florida from our vantage point because Democrats are such losers. <laughs> so the, the fighting takes this like loserish like context and dynamic. That it feels like, like losers <laughs> arguing with each other. Yeah, it feels, yeah, it's like an unsavory like ugh, fuck off. But they yeah. do have, like to Tomas's point, they do have that too. Like remember Trump's inauguration, they couldn't even get through the deplorable without knifing each over each other over who was at, who was number one MAGA, you know? Yeah. And I'm not saying that, you know, to be mean, like I'm, I'm in the DNC, I'm a fucking Florida Democrat. I'm, but like, we lose a lot. 
we're not yeah. great at winning. And you know, like it, it's like a, what what I was talking about earlier about the 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 fucking stop the steal conspiracy lunatics that they have this air of loserish crybaby, you know, whining. Yeah. Like people read this like Miami Democrats in this survey article and they're like this fucking like like this is crybaby bullshit. Right. Like it's it's not appealing. <laughs> so we it's didn't lame. Even, we, we we touched on so much stuff we did not even get to um oh my god there's so much that we didn't get to we didn't get to the 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 miami herald running the um well maybe we'll touch on that next week the miami herald <laughs> saying that nobody wants to work the op-ed that nobody wants to work and uh and it's socialism's fault you know that thing that we have here in, in america socialism that thing that's like very popular and that everybody has and everybody does Nobody wants to work because we're a fucking exploitative service economy where like working is meaningless and uninspiring for the most part. It sucks. Nobody wants to shovel treats into my mouth. What the fuck? Yeah. Why why aren't there a line of people like ready to get coughed on uh, by people who don't want to wear a mask and write USA where the tip is supposed to go? Like, yeah, nobody wants to eat food, you fucking pig. This You're and trying. more on the new app on the new season of Why Are We Like This in 2023, folks. Look look forward to it. Get ready for it. We're coming yeah. for you. Um we'll be yeah. back with uh with, with more fun episodes promptly, I suppose. That's all for this episode of Why Are We Like This? Be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts for more episodes or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us at wawlt.com. Follow us on Twitter at Walt Show and on TikTok at Walt Show. You can also email us at walt at allpointswest.net. Until next time, this was Why Are We Like This? Walt Mafia Rising. (laughs) 